Hey. 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 All right. All right. We are in. We are strapped in. Hey. Yo, 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 yo. Are we buckling up this week? I'm good. Mm, let's 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 go free this week. Let's free yeah. ball it. All right. Yeah, man. All we're right. throwing we're throwing caution to the wind. You know it. You know it. All right. Excellent. Absolutely. Hey. I like your style. Well, welcome back, everybody. And uh, Greg, welcome oh. back to the West Coast. That oh, was Idaho, man. Idaho, man. Tahoe. Ta- I didn't think I'd Idaho. ever be saying that to you. I, I, Idaho, Utah. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> never heard was, that there. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was rad. Um, I, you know, I didn't know until a few days before that there are beautiful, beautiful lakes in Idaho. And, I thought we uh, said five in the last episode. Was that right. incorrect? There's more than that. Uh, the, I I only saw one. Okay, but I knew it. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> right. And it's uh, it was called Priest Lake. And it's just oh. gorgeous. And uh, we were hanging out at sort of the southern part of it. It actually kind of runs, it almost looks like a river because it goes south to, to north. It's like almost like a scar shape, you know? All right. Mm-hmm. And All right. Uh, it's really, it's like 25 miles long. And then if you were at the top, at the northern tip of it, you'd be 20 miles from Canada. So it was oh. pretty pretty far north. Right. Uh, but just, wow. be- just beautiful, man. And uh, I, 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 it was a nice little reset. Um, a nice change of scenery. Um, Sweet. I, I love a lake, man. A lake is just <laughs> so peaceful, you know? It's calm. Um, yeah, because I, I, usually uh, there's a pool here, but it's been closed because of COVID, which has been such a drag. You know, you got the ocean, you know, but the the ocean is nice, too. The ocean, um, the ocean has some motion. It, yeah, exactly. It's loud. Yeah, it yeah, Salty. the Salty. lake is just, yes, it's that fresh, cold, clean water. It's just really refreshing. It was great. So thank you for welcoming me back. Um, yeah, check out uh, Priest Lake if you've never heard of it. It's a uh, there's another lake there called Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Bless you. That, yeah. I think that one's gonna be a little <laughs> bit more well known. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out, man. I, I've been uh, freaking out last week with the release of the new Microsoft Flight Simulator. Ooh, you guys heard okay. about this? I have heard so about I, it. I, I, when I was a kid, somehow I got a copy of like Flight Simulator like 4.0, and this that is back was the when it was jam. Like, it was like four, you know, four colors on the screen. You know, it was like, still uh, incredible. <laughs> it that was first still, one it was. was incredible. Man, I loved it. I absolutely loved it when I was a like kid. Eighty-two and I, floppies. Yep. Yes, oh, yeah, my God. exactly. Right. I would map out these like flight plans and everything. I was really into it for a while, and cool. uh, I just completely fell off the map. But I've been so excited about the release of the new flight simulator. Oh, there's a game, new one, and huh? it's just effing beautiful. I mean, you have just, and it's just so zen, man. You just. You can plop yourself anywhere in the world. They've modeled the entire globe based on Bing wow. Maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You win some, you mm-hmm. lose some. <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right. But, uh, yeah, so I'm so, going so to have to... the roads f- are missing. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do a flyby of uh, Priest Lake Yeah. later on. Very Please cool. do. All right, so Nick, how you doing? Doing good. You good? Doing good. I'm ready to do this thing. What are we at, 56? We are at 56. 56. Boom! Well... Without further ado, let's get right into it, boys. You should check it out. Yeah, sir, that's right. It's You Should Check It Out. It's episode 56, and my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And folks, this might be our biggest show ever. It might without be. A, without a doubt. It might be. Uh, might I'm, not I'm, be. Man, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's how I go into every week. <laughs> no, I'm excited about man, this one, man. We got some great topics. Yes. Uh, 
diverse, a wide range of topics, as always. Yeah, uh, yes. But um, I, I won't give too much away. Uh, Greg, I, I know you're still dealing with a little bit of jet lag. Yes. You had to skip a time zone, time zone right? No. Mm-mm. But I'm still jet lagged. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> turns, out sure. same, t- turns out it's the same time zone. I'm just constantly jet lagged. Fair enough. Just fair prepare, enough. You're, yeah. You just need to sleep more. Y- maybe. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, no rest for the weary. You're up first, no. sir. Uh, what All you right. got for us? I've got a fresh new tune by one of my all-time favorite bands, the Deftones. This song is called Ohms. Solid. Yeah, I never the, realized how much the drummer locks with the guitars. Oh man, they're the kings. Is that? Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, it's so, definitely a different type of sound, and it's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's refreshing to hear that again in mm. today's day I and love age. The tunes, yeah. Yeah. yeah what have, man, what have they been up to? I, I've kind of lost track with the, the deaf. They've just they just keep putting out records and crushing. I mean, you know, yeah. they had um, a little bit of tragedy. Um, I'm not super prepared to talk about this uh you know so forgive me if i don't get the details right but their original bassist chi i think he had a was in a car accident but for some for some reason he went into a coma and so he was oh, like shit. still alive for maybe like a year but he wasn't responding and eventually they had to put him down it was really pretty awful oh, yeah oh and this dude was like you know he was a central core member of the deftones you know and yeah. uh, but i used to go see them it's been a while since i've seen them I've maybe caught them like four times in my life, but they're just amazing live band, and uh, I love their their records. You know, mm-hmm. I just I just always remember Ramon, your oh, roommate, yeah. uh, our my first roommate. year at College Park man. He was yeah. just the biggest uh, Deftones. I've never met a music fan that was that into a specific band. Yes, Ramon. Oh yeah, Ramon. he he had the whole because he was California. You know, he 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 came from 
from Cali, and so and he just kind of had the whole Deftones vibe down. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, like sort of some baggy, baggy pants and kind of, you know. Uh-huh. Uh man, he had the Jenkos. No, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I much respect to the Deftones, man. I, I, when I was at Priest Lake, one of the downsides was that I there was just a whole, no service, you know, <laughs> like just a barely enough, just enough to see that pe- that their new song had come out but not enough to be able to listen to it I was like no Um, but uh, I'm glad that I finally did like as soon as I was getting ready to fly home and got some service I was like alright finally I can check this out now you guys can check it out that's great yeah Yeah. the point and I know that's not the only epic music that we're going to get to today so let me uh, get to my topic real quick I'll try to be a little brief but you know, we're all desperate to, speaking of going to see bands live, you know, mm-hmm. we're all desperate to go to shows, but um, nobody really knows when the best time is to do that. How do you um, do it? So what I found is uh, this article that popped up about this experiment in uh, Germany, in Leipzig, Germany. I Leipzig. 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 Basically... They staged, uh, these researchers uh, staged a 1,500-person experimental indoor concert. You know, we've been seeing there's been some outdoor concerts spaced out, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But this is like the way things were, 1,500 indoors. And they contacted a musician named Tim Bensko, who's like a, you know, someone who actually was, you know, is an active musician, performer. Um, The fans were given... The respiratory face masks, uh, some fluorescent hand gel, and electronic contact trackers, mm-hmm. which were being used to determine the contact rates and distances of yep. of the participants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, based off of this data that they're going to collect from this experimental concert, that's going to then be able to shape some points to help shape policy right. about moving they're gonna forward see how it events. goes basically and they're gonna have some data to work off of and yeah. see how it goes and, and yeah. try to apply that to good policy going forward exactly and they uh, they're, they're saying we can't afford another lockdown and all of this you know so um which uh, you know, obviously no one wants to see so but it was it, it's just kind of it, it just blew my mind that like yeah you know you have this like concert like with all these researchers and clipboards yeah, around exactly. it. You That's know? the crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. They're sitting there studying everybody. Yeah. What was the deal with the, with the gel? There's like antiseptic gel that like... So they can it, track where people touch. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it was light sensitive or like UV yeah. sensitive. So it's almost they like black light gel. Light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because, because I guess there's like certain it's types another name for that. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. There's certain types of critical contacts that happen. You know, maybe like someone's hand on their face. Uh, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. but they're going to be looking at, you know, obviously if you bump into someone side to side, that might not be considered a cr- critical contact, but something probably to do more with the face, you know, or yeah. however, you know, the virus is contracted. <laughs> I don't know. The face. <laughs> you walk, someone shines, a scientist shines a black light on you and you just got gel all over your face. Yeah. What have you been doing, Marked sir? I, 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 sorry, man. Sorry, I was just making out with everybody. I, it felt so good to be at a concert again. 
Uh, <laughs> it's just a face face touching song. I just had to let everybody touch my face. Yeah. But it's like it's it's funny. You were talking about flight simulator. This is like concert simulator. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other thing is that they, they had tested them like two weeks prior and then right before as well. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure that nobody in there was actually exactly. It wasn't infectious. like oh, we're gonna throw one person with COVID and see how many people get it. that's really. I mean, that's unfortunately that's like the. I don't know. It, it seems like a noble effort, an experiment. Yeah. But you get one aggressive coffer in that arena who's got it, and that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like um, the I only hope, place. I hope there's some really useful data they get out of this. That would be really cool. Absolutely, I feel like the only place you could do that too is at a place like Germany or like you know some European country where they're actually going to follow the rules. Like you couldn't yeah. like roll this experiment out in Arkansas. Oh no! No offense, no offense, Arkansas. I don't think anywhere stateside <laughs> no, you could I, really get up. Yeah, I'm not too concerned with offending Arkansas. That's my least favorite state. <laughs> Sorry, oh. fair enough. Sorry, pronounced Arkansas. Arkansas, that's right. That's no, true. that's not my, true. My, well, my, no, I mean, it is, it is true, but I do like Little Rock. Little Rock is great. All right. I'll take your word for it on that. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I mean, I'm I'm down with anything that's a controlled, you know, if you're doing it the right way and you trust the people. And, and I thought it was funny towards the end of that article. They were saying, obviously, this wouldn't work at a Rammstein concert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, you know. right, Yeah. I want to know which of the scientists really likes this guy, and this whole thing was just a. <laughs> this whole thing right. was just so they could yeah, get it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just really so want to see Tim Benz <laughs> Yeah, and so anyway, you know, it, there's not too much more to say about it, but I thought it was a uh, an interesting look into like what is being where where we are now, what's next, and you know, I mean, still praying for that, you know, safe vaccine or you know yeah. whatever it's going to take to get us. Back, it's a know. great idea because they're going to come out with some some findings, and those findings will be used to further. I mean, it's going to get the ball, but it's, it's getting the ball rolling. You know, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, no, n- none of us expected to be here when this whole thing started. You know, in in March of this year. You know, we didn't expect for it still to be this bad. You know, maybe some people did, but like, <laughs> you know, I thought we, you know, I thought we would be ready to roll by the end of the summer. Personally. But, you know, it hasn't happened. So we're all now it's it's onto this kind of like it feels like a next phase where we're all trying to, like, come up with more novels. Okay, solutions now how do we live work with around it? It. How are we going to live yeah. with it? Exactly. Yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah. We'll f- we will find a way. Life finds a way. Bloom, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> or Greg. That's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. a true statement either way. Jay. Sir. Sir. What are we doing? Well, before I got started uh, on my part, I just wanted to say I saw the news this morning. It kind of blew my mind. I kind of stayed away from any kind of news this weekend, so it, it was a shock to me. But I did want to want to say that I saw that I learned of the passing of Justin Towns Earl this weekend. He died, uh, I believe, on Saturday evening at the age of 38. And this mm. is, uh, for, for guys who don't know, he's uh, Steve Earl's son, which is how I know of of him. Uh, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of his music. I know a couple of his songs. I've listened to a bunch of his stuff. I mean, he's a indie folk artist. So I, I, this is not a personal thing, but I, it just made me really so sad. It, it's so young. Uh, such a it's our very, age. really talented yeah. guy. He's our age. And, uh, you know, I love Steve Earle, so I can only think of it from his perspective, losing a son like that. So really? just want just yeah, to say yeah. sorry for that. Yeah, that is a drag. Bye. So for my topic, <laughs> we talk a lot on this on this podcast about what we do. Fa- mm-hmm. This is what we do. We talk about our favorite music, and right. tip- typically 
we'll talk about our favorite music from our favorite artists. You know, why would we start a podcast to do anything but that, right? For some reason, just a weird weekend, I started thinking about things the other way. And I started thinking about what are some of my least favorite songs from my favorite artists? Hmm. Interesting. So it's least really easy. favorite to- songs from your favorite artists. Right. So it's really easy okay. for me to come up with a list of like least favorite songs in general. Sure. But, <laughs> but there's a special category for, for least favorite songs from my genuine favorite artists. And, um, you know, just me personally, I, I happen to like, you know, big names in, in rock. So the, most of my favorite artists have a very large catalog. So, of course, you're going to have some missteps. Big pool to choose from, sure, yeah. I thought to get us started, what kind of kickstarted this in my mind was I was in the car taking my son back from the playground the other day. And I had car, my little memory card on just super random shuffle. You know, it's got thousands of songs on it. Mm-hmm. And up comes an Eric Clapton song, oh boy. which is to be expected. You know, that's probably 20% of my arsenal. I love Eric Clapton. He's the guy mm-hmm. that started me playing guitar. He's one of my heroes. Love the guy. Can't do much wrong in my eyes. But the 80s were not a really great time for Eric Clapton. Mm. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm, and yeah. in particular, there's one album that just sticks in my craw, and it's called Behind the Sun. Oof. Now, I don't right. know if you guys have ever listened to this or not. No. But this is the album that it was produced by one Mr. Phil Collins. Ooh. Okay. Who also plays, you know, synth and some drums on it as well. There's synth on this? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> synth. <laughs> Backing. He, he, synth. There's synth on this? Um, he basically decided he was bored screwing over Genesis, so he decided to screw over Eric Clapton's career as well. That's not true. I mean, he actually had wow. a couple hits off. It's an interesting characterization of Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I would lead things off, because this is like my least favorite Eric Clapton p- period. There's very few guitar solos. It's it's a lot of focus on synth, a lot of focus on him singing. And this is a song called She's Waiting, and it just sends cringes up my bones. So Let's hear I'd it. Sh- I'd share the love. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh yeah, this is terrible. Is that flange? Of course. And you know, Eric Clapton couldn't couldn't hire a horn backup section. You know, you gotta have the Yamaha DX7 providing the backup horn. That was so Continues in that vein. Basically, that's the opening track on the album, and the album continues in that vein. Uh-huh. Same drum beat the whole album? Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the, al- the the song Forever Man actually came out. You guys might be familiar with that. That came off that album. That was a pretty big hit. 
Yeah. That was the first single off that album. And just, you know, like, here's the thing with Eric Clapton. He's such a good guitar player and he's such an iconic figure that people are willing to put up with a lot. But if it's just him, like, trying to sing a pop song without kind of any of the roots or blues stuff, it just, I don't know. I can't get it. Doesn't do it for you? No. I don't know. What do you get, Nick? What do you What do you think about that song? Phil Collins drummings do anything for you on that? Um, it didn't sound like Eric Clapton. Right. That's what. That's really like the long and short. Like that's nope. Doesn't sound yeah. like an Eric Clapton song. <laughs> Greg, uh, I'd say it's you know it's it's a casualty of the times. <laughs> yeah. Well put, I mean, well there's there's, a, there's a definitely some other bands that suffered the same '80s fate. All of the yeah. '80s, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, one th- one band I could point to that we've talked about is Rush. I would mm-hmm. argue that their weakest material and even it even caused rifts in the band. The later '80s stuff, yeah. You know, because Power Get- Windows, because Getty yeah. was like just way just deep, too much deep into the <laughs> sense, and they were like, man, that's, like we're not even we don't even sound like a rock band anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that that but everybody was doing it. You know, almost true, everybody. True. I will also say in in Clapton's favorite that he did kind of redeem himself. Not all of his al- '80s albums sound like that. It's just mm. that that one. He was trying for a hit. Phil Collins was trying to. He was hot at the time, so <laughs> it's forgivable. Sure. Yeah, I, I still haven't uh, figured out what Phil Collins like. You know what's so the hype. You know, huh? He's sitting on number two again. You guys hear about that, right? In the air tonight? What do you mean he's sitting on number two? This song makes a resurgence every 10 years. Oh, you is it popular now? Is it like on TikTok or something? Well, no, no. There was this famous, there was this YouTube video that went viral of these yeah. two, son of these two kids yeah. <laughs> yeah, reacting to the first time hearing In the Air Tonight. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. And like, oh, snap, oh my God, I've never heard drums like that. That's crazy. Right, right, and right. It's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, that song is in the number two charts. Yeah, on, yeah. You know, Apple mm-hmm. downloads gotcha, or whatever. Gotcha. Whatever metric people are using these days to, mm-hmm. to measure songs. It, it had a resurgence during when The Hangover came out, too, I think. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, it was a well, part of I, that movie soundtrack. It was about 10 years ago. There was like a podcast and I can't remember what, what early rap artist they had on, but he was talking about that song. He's like, that song, that song changed me, changed me fundamentally. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. Hmm. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it started. Yeah. So that, that, that song for some reason just comes around every 10 years or so. I think, I think Phil Collins is, he's a weird niche into like pop, but. Uh, a little prog? Uh, I wouldn't call it that, no, but I'm not, not a fan of Genesis. But What's so uh, funny about this is, like, I was just, this just happened yesterday. I was I was going to the grocery store. I pulled up to a red light, and there's this guy at this on this chopper, like this big-ass uh-huh. chopper, like Harley Davidson chopper, and he's got, like, a radio. And I, I had the window down, and he's blasting in the air tonight, just like, <laughs> <laughs> loving it, man. Nice. Ramp. Yeah, whatever. He's, he's like Art Garfunkel. I think because <laughs> yeah. it was him and Peter Gabriel in Genesis. Him and right? Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. So got? one down. One down. Uh, I only have two for you guys this this week. I hope. Oh. Okay. I hope uh, it's good. It's going to be enough. Trust me. After this song, it's going to be enough. Okay. So we're going to stick in the '80s, and okay. uh, what a along with Eric Clapton, another one of my favorite bands is the Rolling Stones. Oh boy! The Rolling Stones have a very deep catalog. They've done a lot of stuff. I could Cannot go. To, say I've heard of I, these guys. Yeah, right. I know they're a little <laughs> bit niche, but 
But um, hmm. I could go to to albums like their Satanic Maj- Majesty's Request. That feels like a cheap shot. I could go to some of their early stuff where they're knocking off like the bad, you know, the the blues artists. That feels like a cheap shot. I could go to what most critics call their worst album, which is Dirty Work from 1983. But I actually love that album. I think that's a okay. really, I think that's a sleeper, really good album. Hmm. My least favorite Rolling Stones album by a solid mile is Emotional no Rescue. Contest. Emotional no Contest. Rescue. Emotional okay. Rescue from 1980. This is the follow-up to Some Girls, which came out in 1979. Uh, and Some Girls has like Beast of Burden on it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Miss You. Oh, right. Right. So that's kind of like where the start of this story goes, because Miss You was kind of like a a sleeper disco hit, right? It kind of has that disco beat to it. Mm-hmm. But that's a cool song. I like Miss You. Everyone likes Miss You. Mm-hmm. Benjamin likes Miss You. <laughs> yes. But on the next album, Mick Jagger decided to up the ante a little bit and let's oh, let's make a bunch let's make a Rolling Stones dance record, right? Mm. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh boy. We'll find out here so, in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to go with and now there's a lot of tracks I really hate off of this album. Uh, but I'm going to go with the one that's the title track, the title cut. It's called Emotional Rescue. This this track is famous because Keith Richards does not play on it. He refused to play on it. He hated the the track. Good for and, him. And and I'm going to cut. Are you guys familiar with this track at all? I don't think so. It's actually reached number three in the UK. This is actually okay. a, a hit by some people's standards. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the middle section, which features a um, I can't describe it. I'm gonna play it for you guys. Here we okay. go. Emotional rescue. Let's Of the Concord. <laughs> nope, nothing. Yes, you could be mine. Tonight and every night. I would be a bass tone. No, it's Bobby Keys, oh, unfortunately. Oh, dude. Wow, that's rough. That's fun. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, if Mick Jagger's not if Nick if Mick Jagger's not singing in falsetto, I don't want to hear it. But the best part is when he we I'll be your knight in shining armor. <laughs> yeah. I'll come to your Emotional rescue. That's like one, one, three, two, one. That song has no redeeming qualities. Zero. <laughs> Was that the first take? It sounded like a first take. Could and it also sounded like they were writing it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ronnie Wood was also smoking crack 24 7. 
and Bobby yeah. Keys was joining him. So that, oh, that? might have mm. contributed. I, d- I don't know. Or not. Is that the bassist? Uh, no, no, that would be the, 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 uh, sax the lead, lead guitar player. Was there Wait. another guitar player? Uh, Bobby <laughs> Keys is Bobby Keys is the saxophone Bobby player. Key, slash, yeah, Bobby Keys is slash player. professional crack yeah, yeah. smoker. And then Ronnie Wood was the uh, enabler. It's on his card. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. His so, card is his card is actually some crack. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a big stone. <laughs> hey, I'm Bobby Keys. Here's some crack. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, gonna, never gonna forget that guy. He just handed me powder. I, th- I think he thought it was a card. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Whoa! Oh, Jesus. I will say, in Bobby Keys' defense, he has the best autobiography of any member of the Stones, because it's just debauchery from like page one oh, nice. to page two hundred, or however however long it is. Yeah, he talks I've, about, heard, I've heard he was kind of psychotic. <laughs> he was crazy, dude. And he talks about taking a bath, and he, you know how many bottles of champagne it takes to fill up a bathtub? It's a shit ton. I'll yeah. tell you, because I tried. It takes a lot. <laughs> Wow. That's, well, so anyway, God bless. Him. My apologies to you guys. I just wanted to share some of my pain no. with you guys. No, that's yeah. good. I don't well, know, Greg. For... Do you have any uh, any songs in this same vein? Hmm. I'd have to think about it. I think we'd like to. I'd like to come, maybe come back to this segment All because right. I, I I am gonna have to. But certainly, yeah. There's there are songs out there that if you were to say like, oh oh, you've got to hear this band. Let me let me pull up a song of theirs, and you're like, oh no 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 no, not anything but that one. <laughs> yeah, not that yeah. one. <laughs> That's um, exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know. Look, I grew up with uh, Metallica, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say that for the first five albums, there's not really too much. I mean, maybe something early, early. What about confidence. something off of their uh, Garage Inc? Is there any missteps on there? That's their like their uh, cover. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, possibly. I might have to to look at that because. But those are covers, and that's. I don't know if that's such fair. a fair. Not an original assessment. Song, yeah. But, All right, uh, Nick. Yeah, I was thinking actually really hard about this. Um, the trees. The <laughs> oh, the trees. There's actually there's plenty there's plenty of rush. Yes, there's, there's a lot plenty of rush. Of rush. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not even like an album. There's like yeah. there's a good bit of rush. That's All like, right. All it's right. like a, it's like half a decade. I re- I, the, the only song that I could think of from Radiohead, aside from that, the B-side to Creep. Oh, that was pretty bad, right? <laughs> that was yes. a bad song. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I, I really don't like spinning plates off of Amnesiac. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. I, I, I like it live. I like what they did. I like the original version of the song, but then like that iteration, it's like, all right, this is just... Um, there's a track off of Bon Iver's self-titled album. Like, it just feels like spinning plates. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess served its purpose. I'm not sure. Um the there's a track off Bon Iver that I cannot stand, oh. and I love this album, ooh, which is ooh, the last ooh. track, Beth Rest. I cannot okay. stand that song. It's, what is it's, it that you can't stand? It's this 80s synthesizer, like it's just like what the heck is going on here? What just happened? And uh, and then I wrote down all of Uncanny Valley by Dismemberment Plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, is that is that like the their sort of that was the, the the later the later the yeah. much much later one that they like yeah. scrambled together. I would definitely say yeah. also. Um, I mean, when I think about someone like Alan Holdsworth, there's definitely a lot of stuff that is just. It's like yeah, it's not gonna be that great. Is, is he legitimately like one of your like favorite artists? That like like yes. Rolling Stones to me level? Really? I mean, yeah. Because I. I yeah, as far as just like a, a freak on guitar, and but also his his compositions are like okay. some of them are just so gorgeous, you know, just, and like his chords are just so vast and huge, and like only yeah, yeah. you could play them, you know. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, at least on the guitar. So, um, but there's so much of his stuff that is just like, mm. and I feel that way about a, like a lot of people in the sort of jazz world because if you, people who were like, in the seventies, maybe even mm-hmm. going back to the sixties, Pat Metheny being another one, he mm-hmm. has a lot of. It's all like rel, It's all valid, but it's just. But it, well, some of it, it is it's just also so drenched. It also in it corresponds sense. to how much risk the artist is willing to take. I think. Yeah. And, and, and to some to some regard, I kind of I kind of like that about those art. Like, yeah. I'm, there, I'm sure there's a ton of Zappa I don't like, right. but the guy just was so all over the place that right. of course it's not going to. When you're going to listen like that, it might not all stick. But then you you could listen to someone like Charlie Parker, though. I mean, and they're few and far between, one in a bazillion, you know. But someone like him, it's like every measure he played is like valid. Sure. But yeah. he was only active for like 10, 15 years, right? I guess so. But he played a load of notes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's right. You know. <laughs> you got a lot in. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know. There's, there's, yeah, it's true though. It's like it's a, it's more of like a taste thing, and also just the victim of uh, so much of this stuff can just be pointed to the '80s and just the <laughs> right the, the, the need decade. to like fill everything. Uh, I, I could also point to like something like uh, Interstellar Space, I think, by John Coltrane. You know, mm. which is it, it, mm-hmm. I like it, but you know, if you were to be to say to someone, hey, have you ever heard John Coltrane? They're like, no. Then I wouldn't play that record because it's just yeah, right, right. Coltrane and a drummer like in free jazz you right. know, mayhem. Yeah. So certain things you might have to like work up to as a fan mm-hmm. before yeah. you appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, exactly. it's a very interesting topic and it, it's, it's funny. Like we should, call, we should call this bit like maybe misfires or like skip the track or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, something skip like the that. track. I like skip that. the track. <laughs> skip the track. Yeah. <laughs> Skip track. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys for indulging me. I uh, yeah. I I appreciate it. I, I don't know what stuck in my craw this weekend. I was like, I gotta play some terrible tracks from albums from artists that I love. Yeah. But, uh, that's that, that definitely sounds now, like so. a that sounds like a bring bring one back because I'm sure there's some yeah. gems. There's definitely some oh, gems, yeah. and it's cool because you have to like. And or turds. You know, we're we're always trying to check. Uh, yes, turds. We're, we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to t- we're trying to turn each other on to different you know artists and. It's like it's kind of sucks when you have to admit when they put mm-hmm. out something that sucks. Skip <laughs> yeah. track six, right? <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> so. But uh, now, if we could shift gears just a bit, mm-hmm. we're going to uh-huh. talk about, I believe, Nick. Wait, and I'm going to. Yeah. You're not spoiling me again. You're not. I, I, I'm. I'm trying to set you up. I'm. I'm trying to put a softball on a tee for you. We're about okay, to talk you... about a band. Okay. That really doesn't have any misfires. That doesn't have, in in my opinion, has no missteps. Wow. So, really. Take. Take well, it that's away, a Nick. bold lead-in. I disagree with that <laughs> premise. Uh, let's listen to a song. Yes. Okay. Why don't you play? Uh, why don't you play the clip I selected from the opening track? Okay. Here we go.
Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank Everything you. This we has just been, said. You should check it out. Shut up. Good night. Everything we just said about the 80s, oh. we have to throw that away right now. Uh, yeah. We have yeah. to throw that entire premise away. Forget everything and I just, just said. Evaluate, we have to evaluate this album on its own merits for its own songwriting. Jay, I'm excited to see that you're going to have no problem doing that. I'm um, bursting at the seams. I'm bursting. <laughs> Bursting. So what, 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 would we like to talk about this first and then, because we're also going to do uh, a little bit of, uh, we're also going to visit what some other people have had to say about, what some other person has had to say about this and and then have a conversation about that if that's okay. So Well, let's, yeah, let's, uh, what's the album that we're talking about? What's the band? The that album that we're about talking now? about is by the band The Killers and it's called mm -hmm. Imploding the Mirage. Um, and this jam just dropped on uh, this past week, I think. That's right. Mm -hmm. Greg. Yo. What did you think of this album? I, I mean, you know, the killers are great at what they do, you know? It's, uh, they make that anth the anthems, you know? The anthems, I, yep. I have I, I have to admit, it's never, they've never been like a favorite of mine, but I do, okay. I do appreciate them, you know? I just don't sit around listening to the killers. I just don't do it. Fair, fair. I was, yeah. uh, I was sit, I was sitting down Saturday and I, I put this album on because I saw that it came out. And actually, Greg, I think you had mentioned that The Killers was going to be having an album coming out this year. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I'll... <laughs> that doesn't I don't sound know like why. I think it might have been... It was a... <laughs> no, it, was, it had to do with you knowing somebody in the band or something like that. I don't oh. know. Or somebody... Mm. That sounds like something Greg would say. You know what, yeah. you know what it was? It, it Wasn't it like a Rolling Stone thing that was like artists that are coming out that maybe an, art, an article that you'd brought in, Nick? I think that might, might be it. Anyway. But, yeah, I, I know they've come up. So, so I pulled it up. And yeah, that's the first track. And my first thought was, okay, it, mm -hmm. if Jay doesn't like this, then that means he ate, he hates the '80s more than he loves Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so Jay, he I'm glad to the, see. <laughs> he hates the '80s more than he loves Bruce Springsteen. That's good. Uh -huh. That's good. That that. Oh uh, wow. Okay. That that well, first thankfully, track. You don't have to worry about it because I love uh, well, it. Well, I I know. I know. I, I'm very excited. I'm so excited to to, to hear that you uh, that you enjoyed it. Because yeah, that actually this whole album, this whole album is more of that, mm, right? Yes. It is just it, oh, just, it just gets more. It just gets and more. Builds and builds and you're just like geez, oh Pete, it's a Saturday afternoon. Ah. <laughs> um, it's it's a lot. It was, uh, no, it, it, it is was, very good though. The, this record sounds great, and it, I mean, I'm yeah. listening to it and I'm trying to figure out like what's some of the production tricks. Cause you just hear like these, like there's a thing that they do, and I, you, maybe we'll hear it in a different clip. But there's like a it, amidst the wash of synths and cool like textures, there's there'll be like these jangly acoustic guitars that come in for like half yeah. a measure and then disappear, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm just listening to to things like that and the cool little ear candy. But Brandon Flowers is a fantastic singer and frontman. I, mean, I would definitely go see a if if somebody ha handed me tickets to see the Killers, I would definitely go. You know, so I will say that uh, I don't, sure. I don't dislike the band. It's just, I, and I've, I'm almost tried. You know, and there's certain songs of theirs that are definite bangers. Mr. Brightside is like a classic. You know, um, well, th this actually, this I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save the the other thoughts that I have about it. Well, I, I think, think for it post review feeds, I think it, I think it feeds very well into what we're about to talk. What we're about. Okay. To is that the, right? The, is that fair? Yeah. The, what are we it, doing? It does. Yeah, we're gonna to we're gonna uh, I'm gonna read you a sentence. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Hold on. 
To understand how far queer culture has come in public acceptance, look no further than the immaculately coiffed, straight, Las Vegas Mormon striving to live down every one of those adjectives. Review the review. Oh, it's so long overdue. A, a straight review the review. Straight up. Wow. Straight up. Now, Nick, I want yeah. you to set. I want you to set this up, because once you get the ball rolling, I, I know. I, I, know. I, it's I just have so much. I have so much to say on this topic. I understand. I understand so, that you're gonna so that you're gonna need to get it in there, and I'm gonna need to <laughs> yep let you talk. So, okay, it occurred to me that whomever assigns a score is definitely not the person that writes the review, mm-hmm. right? I'm oh. sure they weigh into it, but there must be like a group that assembles right. the score because this review may be paid lip service to the score that they gave it, but not really, I think. Um, so and We're talking about the Pitchfork review. So this, this is stuff. the Pitchfork review of Imploding the Mirage. Pitchfork, in a unique scenario, gave them higher than a five point something and gave them a 7.4 for this album. Mm. Um, and the byline, yeah, and the by, which is, I mean, for Pitchfork, that's a, that's glowing. The Seriously. byline is led by the exquisite brio of Brandon Flowers. The Las Vegas band returns with one of their biggest and best albums, a marvelously absurd collection of synth rock gems and arena anthems. Byline, I'm also pretty sure, was not written by the same person that wrote the review. Yeah, mm. I would agree. Yeah. Jay, how did you like this review? <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I mean, thought... I, can tell, I can tell you agreed with it because you clapped at the beginning. So I did. I, you know, I, I don't really have any like problems with the technical nature of the review because they were for the first time in Pitchfork's history, they were actually like somewhat non-sarcastic and actually somewhat positive about a Killers album. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, they got some snarky digs in, as Pitchfork does, and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's fun. It's a funny review because it's yeah. it's. They're making fun of an album because it's so bombastic. But meanwhile, the review includes paragraphs like this. But here's the difference. Rather than record treacly updates of, quote, the search is over, unquote, his mission is to find the Neil Tennant in Survivor. As much a quixotic mission as a genuine what the f*** moment, a cishet performer who queers anonymous Wembley Stadium tub-thumping with bizarre word combinations. Speaking of bizarre word combinations. I read that paragraph five times before I got anything from it. It's (laughs) grammatically correct. I was able to determine (laughs) that. That's that. I mean, for anyone... To include a paragraph like that, or the one that 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 Nick read, in an album where they're also criticizing the album for being too bombastic, is just—I mean, they got—they have to be in on the joke. I, Greg, did you get a chance to read this? I did. This... I, I tried. You tried. Okay. <laughs> I, tr- I mean, I did. Yeah, I tried. I, I, I got I got stuck right away when he says, "Flowers has telegraphed a primal longing. Why didn't God make him a gay musician?" At first, I was like, "What?" Like, like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it did strike me that this had nothing to do with the album, it, it, yes. a, a lot of it, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, what, like, why don't you, why are you talking about, the, like, this, you, you, 
you think that he wants to Wishes, be gay but isn't right. like, well, I, like right. what does that have to do with anything you know and, and there's and, a lot of projecting there's a lot of projecting yeah. going on I, it's projecting I also think he's saying this guy just wants to be Freddie Mercury I think is what he's yeah. saying yeah <laughs> um right yeah possibly and I don't want to dis- I mean like like as far as like the you know like an arena rock god if you will that like just transcends gender and um which I I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I've read it. I've, I, I listened to the killers. I, I'm not as big a fan Jay as you are, but I, okay, I don't know. Let me, uh, yeah. let me, let me, back let me up, get into up, this. Back so up, back up the train. The more I thought about this review in particular, it led me back to reviews of their second album, the killer's second album, Sam's town, which okay. came out in 2005, I believe maybe 2006. And I wasn't a huge fan of the killer's first album, hot fuss. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I like the singles. I love that. I, it's good. It's good. It just didn't really ring any bells for me. Somebody um, told me. It, Nick, Nick, you do a good impression of that. Somebody told me. <laughs> I don't know what you're Look like a girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. The British album. Right. It's his British album. The British <laughs> album. That's right. Boyfriend. Um, girlfriend. But the more I thought about it and the more that I kept going back to that time period in my mind, the 2006 Samstown, it really solidified that that's really where I made the divergence where I started really kind of seeing pitchfork for what it was. Oh boy. For seeing pitchfork for the hipsters that they were and for the hypocrites that they are. And, and I will also preface this as saying not everybody's going to have the same taste as me. I get it. I understand that. My problem is when, is when you denigrate an album or a band for, I don't know, not not living up to the stereotypes that that you think that they should live up to, okay. which is what it felt like back then. Mm. And and with with, okay, so the Killers, they're not my favorite band. I yeah. I, I literally like they're 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 a lot of fun. I would mm-hmm. I put them in the same class as like the Darkness. Yeah, which they're is like, like a, a really f- Darkness. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, um, they're in that same kind of category for me. They're a lot of fun. I like that they're a band that's out now that's doing the kind of music that I like. I like that they don't take themselves too seriously. I like that they are over the top because I think that's what rock and roll should be. You know, it, when I listen to the album Sam's Town, which is just a lot of fun. It's a fun record and it has a lot of great anthemic driving rock songs. And mm-hmm. you compare that to the reviews that that album got, not just from Pitchfork, but from across the musical spectrum. I mean, people were calling them like, this is the worst record that's ever been recorded. This mm-hmm. is like trash. This is, uh, let me just, I pulled some paragraphs from the Samstown review, which I got a 5.9, whatever, from Pitchfork. Okay. So this is from the Pitchfork review. Over and over again, the killers get the medium mostly right. You know, like the sledgehammer chords of This River is Wild, the canned string crescendos of the title tra- track, but whiff on the mes- message, too often resorting to cliff note Americana-like highways and rivers or cartoonish character studies like the protagonist of Uncle Johnny. The easy target for these near misses is the made-over Brandon Flowers, though the killer's new image means that he's faced with the difficult task of shifting abruptly from his Robert Smith nasal whine to Springsteenish bellow. For instance, quiet moments like the bridge of When You Were Young or the outro to This River is Wild reveal the heretofore unknown fact that aiming for Springsteen and missing even slightly results in meatloaf. Hmm. 
Not that Flowers' bandmates help oh, out any. Pitchfork. As a key element of the arena rock epic, awesome fist-pumping backing vocals are bungled at every opportunity. From the awkward I See London, I See Samstown of the opening track to the faux queen multi-tracking is hard, what if we all just sing in unison of the song Bones? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, when I read that, it, it did not jive at all with the album. Like, you guys aren't getting the album. You guys are trying to be too cool for this album, or vice versa, the album isn't cool enough for you. And that's when I was just like, you know what? Enough. This is bull****. Yeah. It's f***ing bull****. You don't have to think the album is a grand artistic statement, but it's not as bad as these people are saying. And no. that's really when I, I just turned off from all that stuff. And it really, I mean, I guess maybe shame on me for not realizing that sooner in my life, but hmm. just like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Or at least you're not speaking the same language or looking for the same things in music that I am. No, and they, they, they've never made a record. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't. I don't know that for sure, but they're writers. They're, they're obviously, you know, they don't know what but goes on to it, into it, and like the, the risks that you have a, to take. It's such a f- image thing with them because yes. they don't, you know, the killers aren't cool or like they're not hip like Beck. <laughs> you know, like Beck can make an album like Midnight Vultures, and what's ironic is that the f- there's a there's an ad for uh, a Pitchfork video that they did on Beck's Midnight Vultures. You know, his '99. Mm-hmm. album you know that's like 80 schlock that if they took the if they reviewed that no, album man, that album is brilliant it's good it, it is it is it's but a lot better than re- all the killers if albums. they reviewed the killer album <laughs> in the same vein that they reviewed the beck album that is that they're having fun and having a good time and not trying to like compare it to springsteen's born to run right then they would have a different attitude in my opinion i think they're hitting on something that i I couldn't put my finger on when I was listening to the album on Saturday. I've listened to it three or four times now because I got the kids and, and Trish into it because it's just fun. It's um, fun. Yeah, totally. Which is, like, who the hell is this guy? Like, not in, not in a, not in a, uh, not Brandon, in a, like, Brandon who the hell Flowers? do you think, not in, like, a who the hell do you think you are, but, like, what does Brandon Flowers sound like? Because I know what Brandon Flowers doing British rock sounds like. I know what Brandon Flowers doing... Actually, let's play another clip because this is Brandon Flowers doing the Talking Heads. Um, <laughs> if you could play, if you could play Fire and Bone, that clip sure. from there. Uh, this is later on in the same album. Yeah, go ahead.
like some like crowded house and all yeah, kinds it's of just wait, it's just waiting for a montage sequence to go along <laughs> with it. You know? I was just watching the movie uh, Footloose. I've never seen uh-huh. it before. And I think it's because uh, that Jeremy and Footloose mashup. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which has been in my which has been in my effing head all week I know. since our last episode. That, well, that's yeah. why I watched Footloose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just finally just did it. I, I, I was on Amazon Prime. I was like, ah, I've never seen this. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> so was that? So that song was pretty. Was that in that movie? Pretty much. I'm saying I mean, like I've heard the song these, you know. <laughs> Penny Loggins version. This, this music is just kind of like it's all part of that same world. It's so funny yeah. how this yeah. episode, this whole episode's like turning into eighties. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, yeah um, <laughs> I know. Except for the depth, depth tones. No. Well, yeah. We Very nice. That's okay. That's, of, called, that's a much needed reprieve yeah. right there. Although, sure. although their eighties period was pretty terrible. <laughs> Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Started, I, know, I was going to say, these guys have been around forever. I, yeah, I knew they were around in the 90s, yeah, but not, good Lord. Even no. Ramon is like, nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> no, but don't see, bring it up. Like, Nick, Nick, I think that that's, I don't know. I might be I don't, hip- I don't even know what's I think a problem. I think that that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Like, I think that that's a fair thing to bring up. Like, find your own voice, Brandon Flowers. And I'm with you on that. I'm with you I, on that. I, I'm interested in in him exploring that a little bit more rather than being so derivative. If you could say yeah. that, that sounds like a criticism to me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 maybe what you were, yeah, and and again, Pitchfork doesn't need to be reinterpreted to be to be valid. Like it's the review is is just jumbled. Like it's a jumbled thesis that was only ever half formed, and he never like gets around to explaining why that was even brought up like he's just poking it's just every paragraph's a different poke like the first paragraph he's like brandon flowers wants to be gay second paragraph the killers are too ambitious and trying to make epic epic rock arena albums that's all they do also it's good (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like what you what do you what is this I, I yeah I, I think I think the guy's under some stress that wrote it because but see this is what I do I'm gonna psychoanalyze the guy that wrote this so I understand Pitchfork because hey, that's how I review, think baby. too that's review right. the review that's why we're here <laughs> Alfred I think you need some walks buddy go outside yeah. there was a much better review of this album or at least an article about the Killers and Brandon Flowers in the Independent. Oh, okay. If you want to look into that, but it yeah, it, totally. it actually it actually talks about the process and what you know how this record was made and well, you know, you know that would have been helpful. <laughs> what, like for instance, there's uh, some of the members have quit. Right, that would have been helpful. You know, like that affects the fact that you know there's you know it's a different line. Sounds changed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also when I've heard that, especially that first track, I was thinking, oh, this is like War on Drugs, which is also like a Springsteen kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, mm-hmm. but um, apparently the guy from War on Drugs like came in to work on this album with them a little bit. Oh, so, oh so I'm like, okay. oh, there you go, okay. and some other people, some like Foxygen, Katie uh, Lang. <laughs> uh, she's she's the she's oh, the she? she yeah, sings, right. yeah there it is she does the duet perfect yeah I mean hey look man it's um. It's it's definitely I, I want to listen to it again. I want to listen to this record some more. You know, it, it, this this other article actually brings up how you know he was sort of searching. Brandon Flowers was searching for that fire, and then he heard the newest uh, Vampire Weekend album, and it like reignited his competitive. Wow, that actually makes flames, sense too. You know that they say he once got from the first the Strokes' first album. Is this it? 
Okay. So that makes sense. it's cool. It, 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 it's funny. I was actually just talking with some musicians at this rehearsal, a socially distanced, safe uh, mm. rehearsal, mm. about how like there's not as much like a rivalry as you know as there used to be. Maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. In yeah. Certain, uh, um, which I don't even know is true because you know amongst you artists in yeah, the scene exactly. that you're in right now, or like yeah, not, not even amongst like bands, in, just among, whatever you know, in various scenes, just like in music. I feel like back in the olden days, there was definitely maybe more uh, competition, maybe just like fewer slots to. And nowadays, you can, you know, everyone can be heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, find your but, audience and yeah, ignore I, the haters. Kind but of, I just yeah. I, I caught this quote, and I don't want to go too far with it, but uh, you know, in this independent review of um, of the Killers' new album, and uh, I thought that was interesting because you know you see this guy's a squeaky clean image, but it's cool to to, to know that like actually. Like there's, it's coming from like, well, I can do that better, you know, kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. It's interesting that like it took finding an album to give him the inspiration because that that right there, that just single sentence tells me more than the entire Pitchfork review about how this guy actually like thinks in his process. Like he needs to be inspired, and that would explain some of why it might sound a bit derivative because that's where he gained the inspiration from, and there's. There's a whole, that's like a lot of artists are like that. Like, yeah. I heard this. I, I mean, honestly, Tom York thinks he's the most derivative artist that's ever existed because he just, he's like, all we did on this album was rip off Bjork and all we did on this album was rip off, rip off these guys. And these, right. you know what I mean? Like, I disagree, but. It's, it's, <laughs> well, um, yeah, if, it, if it, it, it hits your ears and you're just like, no, but that's you. That Don't you see that? You know, and it's, yeah. not, it's not Bjork, but like they're. You're getting the the end of the it, it, you know the, the the information is now has now well, gone that, through the they, Tom they, York they, filter they, and you're hearing and the whole band you know? right the whole band yeah. goes come comes back through that and I feel like maybe that maybe that does have something to do with it maybe maybe a lot of it's resting on his shoulders and right. and and it's not getting filtered back through like the other band members and having their flourishes added to it because it just the thing that's confu- the thing that as I was listening to it. Uh, even this evening when I listened to it again, like when we were eating dinner, it, it, it just it, you're just transported to some other band that it reminds you of, which I don't dislike. And I don't even know if it's a problem. And that was kind of my question to you guys is like, it's they're not covers. There's not there's there's not going to be any. Well, who knows if there's going to be any lawsuits about copyright about it. But like <laughs> they're not ripping off anybody's songs. But holy crap, it's derivative. Is that a problem? To me, no. Mm. Like, what is that? If what do you, what do you original, think? it's wholly original, I mean, that's that's what music is. I mean, you yeah. can't. Yeah, sure, not, sure. There's no new ideas under the sun. And no. I, to me, yeah, you can hear the influences, but it's not. They're not ripping off somebody in particular. They have a sound that they want to go for on a particular track. That's the same thing that Bob Dylan does on his. You know, on his band members are very vocal about saying this, like. He'll take an old song and he's like, "Oh yeah, but I want to do it like this old Johnny Rivers song this time." You know, like mm-hmm. just give them just, the track. So, so the, track so the influence is sound. just more obscure. Yeah, e- exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's no difference there, really. That's just, true. He's got a d- deeper catalog. So yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I, I think Bird they clock. do it. Bird clock. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Hey, Bird Clock. I, mm-hmm. And honestly, I really like this album. I think a year ago, I would have been a, a dick about this that's album. interesting why is that I, I think i've just this whole pandemic thing's got me thinking a bit i'm just kidding okay. um <laughs> no no obviously obviously it's a joke um no i think i think um i think a lot of the conversations that we've been having about like you know 
as soon as you hear it and you assign it to a pre what you've previously labeled as something you dislike yeah. just for the sake of it sounding a certain way not even like the notes that are being played or like the specific timbre or like the mood or none of that if you're just like no that sounds like an 80s synth ugh yeah. um, uh, and it's same with like you know if I hear a twang in the voice it's like I gotta fight I gotta fight my gut to tell me like stop listening because you don't like country um, yeah, yeah. so you're saying I should go back and listen to Emotional Rescue again hmm. try to get some more meaning out of it yeah. We gave it a shot tonight, and I think I think <laughs> I think another ten years will be good. Being, I've heard it enough it times up. in the last week. <laughs> so hold being, me over. Someone's me. being rescued emotionally. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'll be your knight in shining armor. <laughs> no, but I'm glad I'm glad to hear, Nick, that our our little conversations have had a a, a beneficial effect on you. Making me a better person. Thanks, guys. And to you, the listeners, I hope we're doing the same thing. Let us know. Yes. Let us know. Give us some feedback, man. Yes. Yeah. Love That'd to hear great. from you. Yeah, let, you can reach us at uh, YSCIO podcast at gmail.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're all, we're, we're there. And you should check it out.com. Please let us know what your thoughts are. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Tell your oh, friends, yeah. hit that subscribe. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel yeah absolutely yeah. hit the subscribe on youtube please we're going to be doing clips i think instead of doing the full episodes that seems yeah. to be getting a little bit better response. i know and if we can get that subscriber count up we can uh we can give ourselves a custom url so we can give that url out too that would be yeah. very nice so that's our and goal there's for one, now. there's one other bit of social stuff that's out there that i keep forgetting to mention we have been curating well i've been curating this a spotify playlist Oh yeah. yeah. You you should check it out. Official You've Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, every week. I don't know why I don't listen to wow. it. Wow, <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it has that's a total great. of one subscriber at this point, and I think it's me. Can you can you toss that link in Slack so I can actually put that on like the site? Let's post it. This I will week. do that. Uh, I've been yeah. putting all of the songs that we have been highlighting, you know, three for playlist. each episode. It's yeah. a pretty big playlist at this point. Let's see. It's uh 107 songs, 8 hours, 35 minutes. So it'll get you hey, through yeah. an entire work work week. That's a work, work day. Work day. Yeah. Work day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, starting, starting with, uh, <laughs> starting with uh, Flying Lotus, hey. Choo Choo by Mac DeMarco, Trombone by Nick Lowe, and going up to uh, Ate Up All Their Cake. <laughs> Caution nice. by the Killers. That's right. Are we going to go out on Caution by the Killers? <laughs> I think so. Let's I'd do love it. to hear that's that. that's all right. I'd Is love that to cool? hear that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Thanks Nick, and thank you, Greg. Yeah. Good times. Got it. Yeah. Always. Cool. We'll stay in touch, everybody, and we will see you next week. All right. Peace, Peace, guys. Let me introduce you to the featherweight queen. She got Hollywood eyes, but you can't shoot what she sees. Her mama was a dancer, and that's all that she knew. When you live in the desert It's what pretty girls